Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss the importance of applying to law school early in the cycle. It's one of the few things that you can control, and it makes a big difference. In my five plus years of teaching and advising students on admissions, this is the one thing that a lot of great, well-meaning students don't listen to me on, and they do so at their own peril. Because when you apply in the cycle, makes a big difference. Let me be clear. The earlier you apply in a cycle makes a tremendous difference. Is it everything? No, but it's an important factor. And something I really want to emphasize, it's a factor within your control. Um, let me back up for just a moment. Just, most of you are probably aware, and if you're not, that's okay. But I want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Law schools admit on a rolling basis. Law schools admit on a rolling basis, almost universally in the United States. So if you're, they're not going to wait until the deadline and then they've got a whole bunch of applications. And now that we have everyone's here, we're going to take a look. No, 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 no. If they get your application in September, they can make a decision as early as they've had time to review your application. Ideally, they'll admit you. Or they might hold on to it. Once in a while, they might reject, right? But um, we'll get to that at some point, right? But like you have the ability to be considered as early as that cycle opens. And it's to your advantage to get there early. So let's, let's talk about the things we have control over real quick, right? Some stuff is already baked into the cake. Your GPA, right? If you're getting ready to apply, Either you've got that GPA and it's set because you're done with school or you're pretty close. Maybe you're in your junior year, senior year of college and a good chunk of your GPA is, is baked in. And so obviously you want to maximize that, but a good chunk of your GPA at this point is baked in. LSAT, right? That's a different story. That's the other major factor that you have some control over, which is why I do this podcast, why I teach the LSAT, uh, why people come to me and you know, I want to help you maximize your score. Another major factor, though, that you have control over is when you get that application in. Because, right, like they're going to start evaluating applications as soon as they come to them when they open up that cycle. So if someone gets it to them in September, if a school's accepting in September, they have an advantage. Why do they have an advantage? Well, let's think of it this way. I'm going to use a really simple number. This is this number is probably not um, anywhere close to the number. It's just off, right? But I just want to use a very basic round number to help us visualize this. Let's use 100. Let's just say I'm an admissions committee and I've got 100 spots, right, that I got to fill. So, again, it's probably much more than that or whatever, right, depending on the school. But I just want to keep a very basic number. So I got 100. 
people come to me in September and maybe they're at the cusp. Maybe they're not uh, with the highest numbers, but they're at the cusp. So maybe I could take a chance on them. Maybe I like them. I got a hundred spots and I'm not waiting. Okay. Maybe I can accept you. You know, maybe you're a little under the numbers, but you create a compelling application. Okay. So let's think about this, right? We got a hundred now. So then now there's fewer and fewer, right? Then October rolls around then November rolls around then by November, right? November, maybe even December, maybe I've got half of my spots filled. So, right. Instead of, 100 spots. Now I only have 50. Okay. Well, let's think about the people that are applying then. There are half the spots left. Now, on the one hand, hey, it's a good chunk of, of the admissions, right? On the other hand, there are half the spots left. So it got that much more competitive. So if I'm the admissions committee, I'm like, wow, you know, I really like student X and their numbers are on the cusp. I'd love to take a chance on them. I really love their application, but I got way less spots. You know, they're thinking, gee, I wish they came to me in September. Because if they came to me in September, I'd have twice as many spots as I do now. In fact, students that maybe um, had a real great shot, maybe now they don't have as good of a shot because they got 50% less spots to give away, right? It's basic supply and demand. Um, it's scarcity, right? Like they've just got so few spots. So let me give you me as an example. And some of you know my story, right? I was a splitter. My GPA was around a 3.0, right? My, with hard work, I was able to maximize my LSAT score to be in the 99th percentile. So I had one thing not so good for me because I wanted to go to a T14 law school. On the other hand, I had something that was great for me, right? But it was not like some of you out there who have both. God bless you. So I knew that I want to go to a T14. My GPA for me was not great for where I wanted to go. My LSAT score was right, but I still had to carry that GPA. What was one thing I had some influence over when I got that application? in? So I made sure I got that application early. For a lot of schools, it's November. It depends on the school, though. I mean, I knew that I particularly wanted to go to Berkeley Law. And Berkeley, you know, at the time, former Dean Edward Tom, former Dean, former Dean of Admissions had publicly said in, in a few articles, right, like, come to me in September, come to me in September, you know, don't wait till November. Now, that's a special case. Other schools, um, you know, you can come to them, it's still early in November. Uh, but I knew I wanted to maximize my chances. I knew that GPA was something that was not in my favor, and I didn't have any control over it. Also, I was in my favor, but I needed to maximize my chances. So, you know what? I, I remember, I think it was like the second day that you could uh, submit something. Like applications had just opened up, and that's when I clicked submit when Berkeley got my application. And, you know, lucky me, uh, you know, I, I want to say a matter of a few weeks later, I don't know if it was a month or four, four weeks or two weeks, at some point, I you know, I got accepted. Thankfully, I was very lucky, right? But what did I do? I maximized my 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 um my factors. I could have submitted it later, um, but and I, and I and I could have used that time to think, oh, is everything perfect? And obviously, you want to proofread this thing, make it good, right? But and I know it's not easy to try to get that application in early, right? But it was worth it. So 
this makes a difference. I, I would say, right, like around Thanksgiving for a lot of these schools, especially in, you know, the, the higher ranked schools, to be honest, um, for some of them like Berkeley, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know if anything's changed in the past few years, but I would say for the most part, yeah, September, September. So, and here's the thing, you have nothing to lose provided, right, you know, you, you've got everything, it's in a solid place, but get that thing in early. It makes a difference. So again, for a lot of the top schools, right, around Thanksgiving, but honestly, why leave anything to chance if you can get it in in September? Show them how important this is to you. Get it in in September. Now, again, there are exceptions to everything, but this, I am not saying that this is the one set in stone thing, but it's a factor. It's a really, really important factor. So. I want to take a few moments and, and let's address some of the uh, excuses that students kind of give themselves for not getting it in early. And, and I say this with pure empathy because I was one of those students. Um, one of them might be, hey, I want to maximize my LSAT score. Totally fair. Totally fair. But remember, our goal is not ultimately that LSAT score. Our goal, our ultimate goal is getting into law school. Ideally, getting a great financial aid package. The LSAT score is a means to that. Remember that. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but it is. So even then, if someone's like, well, gee, I got this score, but you know, I, I could submit my application in September, October, but if I wait till that December LSAT, or if I wait till that November LSAT, I can get five points higher, and, and that's when I want to submit my application to maximize my chances. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You could wait and maybe increase your score by five points or so. Cool. I'm, I'm rooting for you. But at what cost? Because, right, if I could submit it September, October, five points lower. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that. Or maybe I submit it in December, five points higher. Maybe, right? Like there are a lot of things that are up to you know, we, we do everything to maximize our score, but I don't know yet. I haven't, you haven't taken it yet. You haven't got that score in hand yet. If you apply in September, October, remember there are more spots available. Your goal is not necessarily that LSAT score. Your goal is getting in. There are more spots available to you. Any number, I always say to students, throw out a number, right? 160. A 160 is worth more in September than it is in December. Why? Because in December, so many spots are given away. 165. That 165 is worth more in September than it is in December. 175. A 175, great as that score is, worth more in September. Hey, worth more in November than it is in February. It just is. Now, is it everything? No, there are other factors, right? But the value of your LSAT score, in essence, goes down as time goes down in the cycle. Now, if you want to wait a cycle, hey, I got a, I got a 175 in February. Oh, you know, you know what? Why don't I just wait and apply next September? Honestly, that's not a bad idea, uh, depending on your situation, right? You could see what happens. It's, a, it's an amazing score, right? But the value of your score in that cycle 
essentially comes down to when you're applying in that cycle. Because again, I might love your score, love all your numbers, but if you come to me and now I've only got 10% of the spots left, whereas, you know, if you came to me earlier, I had 90% of them, it's gotten that much more competitive. So it's one thing you can control. I want to address another excuse we tell ourselves. And that is, oh, well, I don't know what my score is yet. And this is one thing I was lucky in, in you know, when I'd done my research and I was applying, um, you know, Dean Edward Tom had publicly even said in, in a few articles, hey, even if you don't know your score, get your application in. Why? Because even though it's a 21st century, it takes time to process. So, right, if you have your application and even if you don't have a score on file, but it's going to come two weeks later, let's just say you haven't taken it at all and there's no score on file. But you've ta- you you know you've you you're signed up and you're gonna let's just say it's uh, you're gonna get that score I don't know October first or something what's the projection I'm just gonna every cycle varies by a few days but let's just say you're gonna have a score come out October first I would submit that application in September right sometime in September and even though I don't know my score yet here's why because It, even though it's a 21st century, it takes time for everything to get ready before the committee. And so ideally, right, if you, if you, if your score comes available October 1st, if you've already submitted the thing September 15th, as soon as you see your score, they're going to see your score. I know it sounds scary, right? But around that time, right, within a day or two, they're going to have that score available to them when you do, if you don't wait to send it. So again, right, advise, I advise you to send it. I hope this might sound confusing. Let me just try to clarify. I advise you to send in your application, even if you're waiting on a score. Why? Because as soon as your score hits, they'll have access to it. And then they can put it before the committee. Whereas if you wait to send in your application until you see that score, it's going to be at least another two weeks before they get to it. And that means all these... Um, Spots are given away, sometimes more. So better to have that score out and ready. Here's another thing. Let's just say I've got a score on file and it's okay. It's not my target score. In a lot of situations, I still recommend, hey, let me submit that thing earlier. Yeah, I'm going to wait a month and then I can take the LSAT again the next time it's available to take. And then, right, but here's the thing. Let's just say, man, my target score, I don't know, is a 170 and I got a 163. Again, I'm just throwing out numbers here early in the cycle makes a difference, right? Submit early. Yeah, I could take it again, come back with a higher score. But now I got a shot at getting in early when they can take more of a chance because they have more scores available. One of the fears people have is, well, okay, fine, Jimmy, you're telling me this, right? And, And maybe they will take me. But what if I get rejected? That's a valid point. Um, And it's something I was afraid of. But here's the thing you are rarely going to get rejected. Why? Because they, they're they <laughs> lawyers by nature, right? Are calculated risk takers, which are good things. Is a good thing, I think, right? But like, they don't know what's coming. They might be like, man, I really like this person. I really like this applicant. You know, hopefully they'll come back to me in a month or two with a higher score. I can't accept them now. I don't, but they're like they're not as likely to reject you unless if it's really clear cut. And even then, I still say they're going to keep their powder dry. And the reason be, is because they don't know what's coming in a month or two. They have an idea, 
but they don't know. What if they're like, hey, I really like this person. Their numbers aren't what they are. Maybe they can come back to me with a higher score in a month or two. Cool. But why would I reject them if I don't know for certain what's coming, right? Do I know I'm going to get a bunch of people with higher numbers? Maybe that's what history is told, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I also don't know if something's going to change and maybe I got an opportunity to take them. I don't know if they're going to come back with a higher score. Right. So the admissions committee doesn't know if you're going to come back with a higher score in a month or two or if other students are going to come back with higher scores. Right. Or they're going to get this influx of applications. Maybe they're going to think they're going to get more applications and they don't and they wish they hadn't rejected you. That's why they rarely will reject you. The thing I often tell people, and there's no guarantees on this, but for the most part, they're probably not going to reject you. They may not take you but they're probably not going to reject you because they don't know if you're coming back to them with a higher score in a month or two, or if, if other students are going to come back to them. It could be that nobody does and they have an opportunity to take you, right? Or it could be that you come back with a higher score or they don't get as many people with higher scores. They don't know. So they're keeping their powder dry. Bottom line, if you apply earlier, they're probably not going to reject you. Seriously. But you have an opportunity they might accept you because they have more spots to play with. And more than likely, worst case is they'll do nothing and wait for you to come back with a higher score. But if you don't apply early, you blow that opportunity. Let me make one other point. Another thing that particularly if you're someone who's a splitter like I was and you're relying on maximizing your LSAT score, another reason that people hold off is they think, well, I want to... Um, I want to really, you know, devote all of my time and focus to the LSAT. And, and then when I'm done, then I'll focus on my, on my application. And that's fair. I totally get that. If you've listened to my previous podcast, I'm a big believer in focusing on fewer things and focusing on them well, rather than spreading yourself in. So totally a fair concern. But you can actually study for the LSAT and put together your application. It's not easy, but it's doable. It's more doable than you might think. And just to, you know, the general idea is, one, if you've listened to previous podcasts of mine, I don't think you should be studying for the LSAT eight hours a day. We just don't have that capacity. It's a very intense kind of thinking. So right then and there, I would say four hours max, max, maybe six if you want to get crazy, right? So I have other time in the day when I don't, you know, uh, preparing your application is not quite the same as studying for the LSAT. It's just, it's just different. Um, don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's crazy important, right? But it's a different kind of thinking. So, um, you know, you've got extra hours in the day, even if you didn't have those extra hours in the day, you know, there might be some days, right? Like I would never want you to take two PTs consecutively in a row, right? Like a PT today, a PT tomorrow. No, no, no. Have at least a break in between. Right. So, if I took a PT one day, and maybe I'll blind review it the next day. If you want, check out the episodes on blind review. Um, maybe before I blind review, I could do a little work on my application. I could do a little work on my personal statement. Maybe there's a day, it's not a day where I'm taking a practice test, but I, I wanted to study games and do a bunch of games to practice. But you know what? I just have a bit of a headache and I'm just, I'm just not there. Okay, well, maybe I have too much of a headache to, to, to do games. I mean, they are challenging or do reading comp, but maybe I can work on my application. Maybe I could work on a draft. Maybe I could put together an outline or do some brainstorming. My point is, let's be honest, inevitably there are certain days where we have a plan and we wanna do them, 
but we're just, for whatever reason, it's not happening, but I can do something else. It's kind of like, I'm going to go for a workout today. I'm going to lift heavy weights. You know what? I'm not really feeling it. Maybe I'll do some cardio. I'm going to do some cardio. You know what? I don't know if I have the energy for that. Maybe I'm more in a lifting mode. You can change it up. If there's a day you were going to study for the LSAT and it's just not happening, maybe you can work on your application, right? And, and vice versa. So this is doable. Here's the bottom line. I'm not suggesting it's easy, but I wish I had someone to emphasize this to me when I was in your shoes. Get that application in early. It makes a difference. Almost every cycle, I have students who want to, who are in good shape with the numbers and wait, and then they shoot themselves in the foot. They don't, as much as I plead with them, right? And then, right, they they, they submit their application later. And they don't, it doesn't work out as ideal as I wanted, right? I wish that they had listened to me pleading with them. On the other hand, I'll get students who do listen to me because everything I say is perfect, obviously not, but here I am, right? And they may not, their numbers, despite all their best efforts are not exactly in line with the school, right? But because they got it in early, they get in. It's one factor you can control. Take advantage of it. I'm rooting for you. I want you to, I want you to get into your target school, right? So this is one factor you can control. So please think about this. It makes a big difference getting your application in early. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. By the way, if you're interested, I not only teach the LSAT, I also work with students on their applications. Feel free to reach out to me jdlsat.com that's jdlsat.com thank you for listening one tip to use your time with this podcast effectively take a look at the list of previous episodes they're named by topic so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most again I'm your host Jimmy D of jdlsat.com Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.